0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDSE.
1: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Joining me today is InsideTexas.com publisher, Eric Naline. Eric, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me, Bob. Good to be doing this again. Yeah, I know.
1: I took a week, for those that don't know, I took a week-long hiatus because I got hit by COVID. And uh, it was no joke. And, uh, whoo! Um... Uh, it uh it knocked me on my butt but uh feel good to be back at it now and it's just in time for some big news with longhorns uh it sounds like it seems like on Friday night the the levy broke almost uh, as it relates to this and let's start this this uh, edition of state of the program with discussion around Ohio State portal transfer originally from uh, South Lake Carroll, Quinn Ewers uh, who is now in the, the transfer portal in Texas is in deep pursuit.
0: Yeah, well, I'm glad that this time the big Quinn news news didn't uh, crash inside Texas. So we were able to, to, to stay up uh, <laughs> through all that. Um, yeah, what, what a wild day. You know, we've been expecting him in the portal since mid-October. Um, and then that kind of got put to, put to bed and those rumors uh, died down pretty quickly. Uh, At one point in October, we felt fairly confident that he would end up being the next quarterback at Texas, or at least uh, join the the competition in the spring. Uh, And then, you know, like I said, that died down. Uh, I think they, those rumors started to get out and then uh, they were intentionally put the fire out on that before it really uh, took off. Uh, And then, you know, he, he he entered in after a lot of people thought that no uh, Ohio state would lose no quarterbacks until after spring football. Uh, Obviously he had other designs. And so now we, now we wait to see how it plays out. Today he's visiting uh, Texas Tech, and and they are a, a real threat.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the the Red Raiders are are definitely a threat. Um, at the same time, Ewers grew up loving the Longhorns; it was his childhood dream school. Obviously, he picked Ohio State. Uh, many of us feel that Tom Herman botched that recruitment. To be kind. Sure um uh actually it's not even kind it's just reality but my my point and question to you uh eric as we look at it you know the the season and the confidence is i think the confidence in yours eventually becoming the texas quarterback in part waned from the uh the season that texas had uh this se- this year i mean didn't you get that feeling as well
0: uh yeah I- it, it kind of uh, harkened back to his his uh, recruitment the uh, the first time where you know Texas had to, had to, had him in, in August. He was believing that uh, that Tom Berman was about to turn the page, and then you know they struggled greatly. Even though they they went seven and three, they still had their struggles. He looked they looked really poor versus TCU, uh, really poor versus Tech. When they, even in that victory, um, and then that Baylor game where Sam got beat up, and he said he was out of here. Uh, I think he was giving Texas still that same sen- uh, same benefit of the doubt. It's a school that he kind of wants to go to. Um, and then, you know, that drama unfolded and really that I, I think the I think the Bo Davis uh, bus incident, while it, it energized the, the fan base, I think it, that kind of sent a signal to Quinn where he's like, man, they still have some issues there. Uh, and, and I think that that really opened up the door for Tech uh, once he decided to enter the portal and maybe maybe even before it seems like Tech has been working some uh, pretty good back channels, at least uh, from my, my vantage
1: yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing that the guys from Double Eagle, the shale company, are, are definitely involved in this somehow. that they're, they're both one of them's on the board at, at Texas Tech. and I look, I don't have any firsthand knowledge of that. so to, to say anything more than that would be presumptuous. Uh, but uh, it is true that that uh, Quinn has worked out with Bobby Stroop out in Tyler, uh, and he is in, in contact with uh, in, co- on, in contact directly. Uh, with Pat Mahomes, who also works out with, with Stroop out of Tyler, and uh, McCombs on Friday night tweeted "wreck him"
0: uh, yeah. for
1: no apparent reason. It wasn't there was no basketball game that I'm aware of. Or yeah, and, and
0: Mahomes' quarterback coach Zach Kitley is uh, under consideration to become the offensive coordinator at Texas Tech. Uh, Bobby Stroop, who is uh, is kind of a buddy of mine, buddy of Justin Wells, uh, he's always been very good to us. Uh, of course, like you said, he's, he's Mahomes' personal trainer up there in Kansas City. He's a good dude. We're not. We're not suggesting they're doing anything wrong at all. Uh, in fact, I admire what they're what they're trying to do. You know, when NIL first started getting brought up a couple of years ago, I said this is actually going to be good for the smaller programs that have highly motivated uh, donors. It only takes one or two guys to, to to change a program. Imagine T Boone Pickens in this climate; he'd be loving it. Uh, and that's what that's what the the Double Eagle guys are, uh, and, and they're making a full throttle pitch at a kid that kind of uh, profiles to exactly who would uh, appeal to what they're trying to do.
1: Here's my only thought, though. You know, Texas, I think, can match any kind of NIL deal, match or exceed. If sure. if, if the the parties are coalesced, right? Yeah. Um, my thought process, as I'm looking at it, you've got a first-year head coach in Joey McGuire, never been a college head coach. You can like him until you're, I mean, he, uh, I don't know Joey that well. I know some of you guys do. He's apparently a great dude. Like, you know, every, everybody loves him. I love Joe McGuire. Yeah, but he's still a first-year head head football coach on the college level, only been in the college game four years. And it, even then, never had a side of the ball, you know. And then you add in a young coordinator, potentially, that has developed no NFL draft picks compared to what is, and then you compare that to yeah. what Steve Sarkeesian has developed. And if 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 if, if Zach all right, excuse me, if, if Quinn Ewers is being offered three million dollars a year to go to Texas Tech, two million, one million, whatever the 500,000, whatever the number is, right from an Nil funds perspective uh, on the down low, however that works these days. if, if that's the case, then you know that's short. that's somewhat financially short-sighted because I'm Mahomes's contract is 500 million. right you know? And so, at what point um, do you step over dollars to pick up pennies? Right, and exactly. You want to be developed and make sure you're developed, and then you add in factors like a guy like Xavier Worthy's coming back. Yeah, and it, the pieces are there that uh, you've got a guy like Bijan Robinson that's going to join you in the backfield to make sure it's not all on you. Four of the five starting offensive linemen are coming back, and. Believe it or not, Texas actually protected their quarterback decent this year.
0: Um well I'm so, with you on that I, as far as over pennies, you know, Mahomes played for Cliff Kingsbury. He didn't he didn't play for Zach Kitley and Steve yeah. Sarkeese sort of the Cliff Kingsbury on the opposite side of the ball uh in the modern game. So yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, it's but um yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the users are gonna do. So we can sit here and say what we think is rational and all these things, but we're not sitting at the poker table and and so it's hard, to get a, it's hard to get a good, clear read of, uh, of the hands everybody's holding.
1: And I, and I agree with that completely. I mean, I think that, that, that anything in, without direct access to knowledge of that situation from, from Quinn and, and his uh, parents uh, and the close, close uh, uh, acquaintances, I think you, you're shooting in the wind kind of based on logic versus reality. And the two don't always meet, right, as we know very well in, in recruiting in, in general. Those two terms just don't go together all the time. Um, let's, let's step on. I know everybody wants to probably, we could do a whole episode on Quinn Ewers. You and I both know that. Let's, let's move on. Uh, you mentioned uh, today in a post that if Gary Patterson does uh, work with the University of Texas, you think it's going to be as an off-field analyst role, not as an on-field uh, coach at this time?
0: Yes, and the reason I think that is because I'm uh, catching wind of another defensive mood that that maybe the Texas uh, staff is looking at, Uh, and if they make that one, it would preclude uh, Patterson, I would think, from being in an on-field role. Uh, We've also heard from some people in the Fort Worth area that that Patterson is looking at more towards an analyst role if he were to coach at Texas, so we're just kind of putting those two and two together. Um, Obviously, any capacity they can get Patterson in uh, is good, but it it only makes – it only makes real sense that him he's not in an on-field uh, capacity if they make a really good hire. Uh, and the guy that they're looking at would, which would make a lot of sense from a football uh, perspective.
1: Gotcha. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this as it relates to Patterson. One of the things that you you revealed in that post, Eric, is that you said there was some thought that Gary Patterson might go to OU to be the defensive coordinator for Bob Stoops if Bob Stoops just had a transition year at the helm of OU. That, however, is no longer taking place. It looks like Brent Venables is going to be officially named the Sooner head coach. Anything, any impact there on the Longhorns as it relates to OU that you can immediately think of? Uh,
0: as far as Venables being the head coach? Um, no, I mean, I, you know, if you're going to trade Lincoln Riley for Brent Venables, you, you make it all the time. Um, I think a lot of uh, Texas fans are selling selling some of these hires short, uh, even the, the Marcus Freeman hire uh, at Notre Dame. But you know when that administration has this familiarity with these guys, you know they know what they're they know what they're looking at. They know what they're dealing at. They're able to weigh the pros and cons much more than than you or I. So it might look it might look curious that Freeman uh, got the job over Fickle at Notre Dame, but the administration has definitely seen some things they like, and I think that the same thing holds true with with Venable. So if they pair him with Jeff Levy, uh, that makes a lot of sense on paper. Uh, I don't know that, you know, they're going to be dynamic recruiters or, or anything like that. Maybe NIL helps uh, overcome some of those people that are lacking those recruiting personalities. I don't know for sure. Uh, but, you know, it, it, I can understand why Texas fans think that it's, a, it's sort of a lackluster hire. And I can understand why OU fans are are over the top of it just because there's some uh, romanticism of, of what he did at OU previously and what he's accomplished at Clemson. Uh, I'm kind of in wait and see. Uh, but Joe Castiglione is, is no moron. And uh, he has all the familiarity he has he needs with Brent Venables to make that call. Uh, It is kind of surprising, I'll grant that, but I'm going to trust that the Castiglione, being a smart the smart man that he is, uh, knows what he's doing.
1: So Venables, back when I covered recruiting back heavily back in the early 2000s, the early aughts and late 90s, Venables was one of the best individual recruiters OU had. I mean, he was a tremendous one on one recruiter with 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 uh, kids, especially on the defensive side of the ball. so I, I think he'll be good recruiting. What about the two? There's at least two players Texas is is recruiting, or at least two players that Texas is recruiting from o, that is that are currently committed to OU or were committed to OU. The defensive back out of Arlington, um, as well as the linebacker out of Lubbock. Um, what what is the latest on those? And do you think the Venable Venable's hire absolutely impacts those recruitments, or it's just too early to tell?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's too early to tell just because we haven't made phone calls yet regarding him. We'll wait to see how that, that plays out. Yeah, when I, when I question him as a recruiter, it's not so much as a position go, coach, you know, with Bob Stoops over him or Dabo Swinney over him. That's a, that's a whole different dynamic than all these other piranhas coming at him say, and, and telling recruits, hey, we don't know what he is as a head coach. It's one thing for him to be defensive coordinator. So he's going to be uh, he's going be fighting a different sort of recruiting battle than he's never fought before. Uh, but you're definitely right that he's, he is a good individual recruiter. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, Kobe McKenzie out there at Lubbock Cooper, uh, still in the playoffs. Uh, he's supposed to take an official visit to Texas. Uh, to me, he's more of an edge, outside guy, but he plays with heavy hands. As you have mentioned before, he's, he's strong through contact, and uh, he's, he's, he's a straight-line missile. I think that uh, Texas is in a good spot. Uh, I think a lot of uh, fans are assuming that he's going to end up in the class, but I'm, I'm waiting to see what, what Venables does there. Uh, it's got to be somewhat appealing for a defensive recruit that was committed to OU to finally see a defensive head coach once again. Uh, when, you know, maybe that defense hadn't been as tough as they should have been, uh, even if in uh, Grinch's uh, going on third year now. Uh, So I I think that if if I'm a defensive uh, prospect, I'm, I'm looking at what Venables has accomplished at Clemson and the numbers he's put up are pretty staggering and thinking that might be appealing. Uh, also, I think that uh, I think his dad is still uh, commenting on OU uh, websites. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not much for reading between uh, the, the tea leaves on, on on what happens on social media or on these websites like that. But that that has to count for something. You know, when you see a parent, you know, one parent last year was uh, commenting on te- tech zags all the time. Uh, you pay attention to it. And of course, we have ours. So they're just better at concealing their, uh, their identity. Uh, hey. Xavier. DB. Yeah. yeah he's to visit as well. He was a guy that they offered, um, at camp. Uh, and then he went to camp at OU a week later and, and they offered as well. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. I want to make sure I talked over you right then. Go ahead and restate that name in the high school of the player that you're talking
0: about. Yeah. now. Jewelry. Isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment. Every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Xavier Bryce, he's at Arlington Seguin. He's uh, teammates with uh, 2023 Texas defensive back commit Jamel Johnson. Uh, he he uh, turned heads at a Texas uh, camp uh, in June. He did the same at OU. They offered and pushed harder. At the same time, Texas was uh, still leaving a lot of options open for guys that they're still pursuing, actually, uh, or that have lost since then. And so uh, Bryce is back on the radar, and we're waiting to see what happens with him. But again, you know, these are two defensive recruits. Um, it would almost be more more interesting if they were targeting offensive recruits after losing the offensive coach. but. Yeah, we'll we'll see what those guys do. Uh, If if you're a defensive player, you know, like I said, Venables track record is going to speak for itself.
1: Gotcha. All right. So that that gets us through that portion of the OU Gary Patterson impact that we talked about. Um, You and I know that tomorrow, Monday, um, a group of people will announce an NIL opportunity for offensive linemen uh, that are going to the University of Texas, or that, that excuse me, that are uh, enrolled at the University of Texas beginning August one of twenty twenty two, and that's on top of the Clarkfield Collective that was announced last week. Uh, mm-hmm. That we would have had more on had I not been under under uh, duress with COVID. But you know, Texas is firm firmly needs more offensive linemen in this recruiting class. There's no doubt. They've got two solid good ones with Hudson and Robertson, right? But they're they're trying to take at least three more uh, from high school right now. I don't know that Mario Cristobal has officially taken the Miami job as we take this, but there sure is a lot of scuttlebutt that he will. If he does, it sounds like Texas would have a shot with Kelvin Banks. And, and even if he doesn't, it sounds like Texas would have a shot with Kelvin Banks at an summer creek. And then potentially, if he does, Cameron Williams, the big offensive lineman out of Duncanville, that's, they're both committed to Oregon currently, as well as the other group of Devin Campbell uh, out of Arlington, uh, uh, Cam Dewberry out of Itascasita, uh Neto Umiozulu out of Allen, uh, and Malik Ogbo uh, out of uh, the state of Washington. All right, all of that being said, and, and you know, what are you looking for right now that the domino has to happen with Cristobal, Campbell Jerry Jerry Hamilton announced is actually taking a second official official visit to USC. <laughs> help <laughs> me make sense of it all. I guess. Oh,
0: yeah. This is crunch time. This is going to be one of the biggest recruiting weeks I can ever remember, especially for a single uh, position group. You know, if you've got the NIL thing that's going to turn heads. Uh, you've got the potential of uh, Quinn Ewers that I think would have a positive impact. Uh, you've got Cristobal, which would help out. Uh, it's it's just it's just going to be a wild week. Insane. Uh, Sarkeesian has done well. He's been wise to uh, hold off his in-home visits uh, until this week, and he's going to do rapid fire. By the time he gets to that fifth offensive lineman, I guarantee you he and Flood are going to have their pitch down cold. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what that NIL uh, 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 program how, how it impacts things. That's the grand NIL program number two that we've been talking about. We, uh, we've been telling the board about the Clarkfield Collective, and then also this one. We weren't 100% sure it would be uh, ready to, to go public in time, and, but obviously that's, that's not the case. So it's going to be out there, and it's going to be another selling point for the staff to overcome some of those schools that are uh, even more creative in their, uh, in their ability to recruit. Um, so Texas has two guys that both interior, uh, and maybe uh, maybe Cole Hudson can play right tackle in the same way that Hayden Connor might be able to, but, but they definitely need a tackle in Kelvin Banks, left tackle. Uh, Devon Campbell, I think, could probably play right tackle just because he's got such amazing feet and long arms. I'm happy. Uh, Texas fans should be happy that that Bill Binba uh, didn't follow Lincoln Riley off to USC. Uh, we knew that Campbell was liking USC this summer, uh, but he doesn't have an offensive line coach. The offensive line coach that he has a relationship with has stayed in, at uh, at OU, or it looks like he's going to stay at OU. Uh, so that helps out Texas a little bit. Banks in proximity that should help out Texas. L- uh, losing uh, Crystal Ball will help. Uh, Zulu is a bit of a wild card in that he doesn't talk much, so he's. Uh, you know it's hard to get a good read on him. I think academics help help that uh, recruitment uh, quite a bit, and I think uh, I think Texas is in a quietly good spot for him. Dewberry, you know Jimbo Fisher used his in home last week. I think a lot of the feeling after that one was that AM was in a good spot, uh, but I you know I think that Texas has a chance to win that one late as well. It's so, it's, so they've got a lot of irons in the fire. Um, obviously Agbo uh, seems to be between Texas and, and Auburn. Um, you, you know you got to like UT's chances there. So I think they're going to end up getting. I think they're going to end up hitting their number, but I have no idea how they're going to do it.
1: Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where I don't know how they get there in the high school class, but they need five, you know, and they've got two. And so and I think there's seven on the hook. Is that right? Still that are possibilities. So um, as I speak to it, that's kind of where I'm at. It I have no clue, but I know they need three more. And then the portal is a totally different animal. Let's talk briefly about the portal, because obviously um, we've mentioned Quinn Ewers. Um, we've also talked about the linebacker from UNLV, I, last name Winman. I can't remember his first name off the top of my head.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm John okay, kids, yeah. yeah,
1: Tremendous player from the looks of it. Um, right.
0: it's, it's worth saying that his, uh, his uh, defensive coordinator in high school is uh, current uh, defensive analyst uh, Corday Hankton. So there's a previous relationship there, at least to some degree. And then obviously the uh, the ability to come in and start immediately is there for him as well. But yeah, he's a good player, uh, as you mentioned.
1: He's got some natural pass rush moves, just from what what I, what I watch him. But so you've got him, and you've got yours. That Texas is truly attacking in the portal, right? Anybody else out there that they're truly attacking at this point in the portal?
0: Uh, I wouldn't say that, you know, we've uh, we've hinted at one guy that we expect to go in the portal. And once that happens, I think the text is going to be a serious player. But obviously we're not going to give that name out yet. He would uh, he'd be a player that fans are excited about. Uh, but of course, he's not in, in the portal yet. Uh, they're also looking at offensive linemen. But, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're more focused on high school offensive linemen at the time. They're trying to close out that class. Uh, and I think that's taking priority. So, you know, I've reached out to a number of those guys. Joe Cook has reached out to a number of them. A lot of them haven't heard anything. Uh, Tyrese Chambers talented wide receiver in there haven't he doesn't really fit the profile but but right now Texas would be happy to have a number three that that could just come in and be productive and catch the ball uh, but he hasn't heard of him so I think they're waiting to see exactly what happens after the season and, and as more guys uh, enter the portal uh, you know I don't think we're even getting started with the portal yet it's just uh, it's kind of it's, it's just I, getting... I,
1: I think you're right I think that the majority of the portal guys will come in after bowl games uh, and that's that's what happened last year if I'm not mistaken we we charted it at some level, and it showed a huge influx of portal after after the bowl game, after the fall semester was actually complete, right? All right. All right. Last thing I want to mention, and I know we're, we're running late here, um, defensive backs that Texas is recruiting. Uh, I know there are other spots Texas is recruiting as well, but um, still out there, Denver Harris, Harold Perkins, they're recruiting for that star position or that Jack yep. – I don't know exactly what the terminology is. It's and it's then- it's- Nichols, yeah. Yeah, and then Kendrick Law, uh, the young man out of Shreveport that just uh, is one of the top players in the country that, that uh, I think Blake Gideon is, is all in on. Um, on top of everything else they've got going on, how, how, is, how are those three guys faring right now? I think Perkins dropped the top three of which, – which were those?
0: Texas, A&M, and LSU. Okay,
1: and then Harris is A&M. Oh you and m Texas, and Alabama.
0: Yeah, uh, LSU is in there as well. I, I think LSU is ahead of uh, – uh, I, I Alabama would be a surprise to me at this point.
1: Okay, gotcha. And then what about Kendrick Law?
0: Yeah, that looks like Texas and Alabama at this point. I don't know if the new hire at uh, LSU is going to change the game there. He's supposed to take his official visit uh man it's law this weekend or next weekend he's gonna i think his official visits happening right now actually on kendrick law uh i need to i need to fact check that maybe we put something in the comments of this video so i can get clarification for the viewers but i think he's on official visit we've just had so much going on the last couple days i haven't checked uh the one that i have the best information on is denver harris um i know it's kind of become commonplace to assume that texas might be out of it i don't think that's true that's definitely not true Uh, based on my latest information this weekend. Um, Like I said, these are going to – some of these recruitments are going to have a wild finish. Uh, Jimbo used his in-home. It's common for – it's common for a recruitment uh, or a school to to gain some momentum directly after the in-home visit. I think Jimbo had that with Cam Dewberry as well. Uh, Texas is going to get every shot to counter, and they've been working that recruitment really hard this weekend.
1: Got it. Um, Anything else you want to – you want to um, comment on before we call it a show here, Eric?
0: Um, no, I, I, you know, the themes that we've been touching on are, are really coming to bear, Bobby. The uh, NIL stuff that we've been mentioning is we're going to see how, how much of an impact that makes. Uh, I think a lot of the uh, false uh, uh, stereotypes of the, the lazy UT donor base are going to be proven to be uh, incorrect. They should have already been proven incorrect long ago. But, you know, we'll, we'll see them keep putting their best foot forward and trying to improve the, uh, the program every way they can. Uh, and we're going to find out what kind of closers these, these coaches have because despite five and seven, they are going to have some, some tailwinds. You know, the NIL program uh, potentially getting Quinn years uh, to, to be the football face of the program and give them a positive uh, boost. Uh, that potential is there as well. That's kind of why uh, Quinn is important is, is he kind of, you know, Sark is the face of the program, but they don't really have a player face uh, besides B. John Robinson and running backs to kind of dependent on every other, all the other pieces around them. So getting Quinn would be a huge boost, solidifying the offensive line, uh, this is just a huge week in Texas football. That's <laughs> we could probably talk an hour about each a- each of these aspects, Bobby. But we'll uh, maybe we'll have to do another uh, midweek uh, video just to see where we're at.
1: Yeah, I, I want to add two things before we go. I, I agree with everything you said. One, I think Justin Wells reported that Evan Stewart, or it was Justin or Jerry, I can't remember, reported that Texas continues to recruit Evan Stewart, which is not surprising, but it's interesting to hear nation's number one receiver out of Frisco, and then- yeah, he's,
0: he's he's still very open to Texas uh, communication.
1: Okay. And then the second piece um, for, uh, for me uh, that I neglected to mention when we were talking about Patterson and Stoops and that story, uh, as well as Venables and even Cristobal to some degree, is Brian Kelly, which you kind of hit tangentially when you mentioned Denver Harris. Um Brian Kelly, the new coach at LSU. I he's a good recruiter. He's an okay recruiter. He's not Ed Orgeron. He's not Les Miles, and he's not Nick Saban.
0: Um no, but so, LSU, LSU isn't Notre Dame either, and he's going to get a lot of support that he didn't he didn't have otherwise.
1: Uh, no doubt. No. And so, so I'm not saying that that there's not some inclination there that that allows for it. I'm just saying that that that's that's different to me. That's going to be a new look idea of what it means in not only in Houston for LSU, but even the state of Louisiana, uh, because he may go, he may be more inclined. To go elsewhere for for some players than just in his backyard, and I just I think it's going to be interesting because and in, in his first move was to fire Tommy Moffat, yeah, longtime strength and conditioning coach. Not that I know Tommy Moffat's this or that. It's just it, it, there's some upheaval there. Uh, they are keeping a couple of coaches on, including their cornerbacks coach Corey Raymond, who is one of the better recruiters in the country. Uh, but I wanted to cover that because I think I think LSU also ties into Texas. You know, there's some, sure. some uh, pieces there. All right. Uh, for Eric Nalin, I'm Bobby Burton. Please consider a subscription uh, to InsideTexas.com. It is that time of year, folks. It is recruiting every day and all day. And if you want the latest up-to-date information, there is no better place than InsideTexas.com. Uh, also, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel. I'm glad to be back. it been a week away. And I'm so happy to be over the COVID crap. That was Exhausted. All right. Take care, Eric. Thanks for your time,
0: man. Thanks, Bobby. All right.
1: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.